Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. Today, we're continuing our discussion with part two of the authority we have as a believer. As we begin today, I'd like to remind you that last week I shared that when you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior, you are given power and authority over Satan because you're seated with Jesus in the heavenly realm at the right hand of Father God, which is the place of authority. I gave you an example of a light switch and the power that's available when you flip that switch on. As a child of God, it's the same principle when you use your power and authority. You can have confidence in knowing that there is power available when you speak faith-filled words. Let's continue today as we review John 8, 32, where Jesus says, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. In Hosea 4, 6, God says, My people, not sinners, not the world, are destroyed by lack of knowledge. So, you may be asking yourself, what is this authority that you're talking about? Let's look at the Bible and see what it says about authority. Luke ten nineteen tells us, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. In this verse, power is used twice, and two different words are found in the original Greek. What Jesus actually said was, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. When Jesus is speaking about serpents and scorpions, he's talking about the power of the devil and evil spirits. Now is the time for you to realize that you have authority over all of them. As a born-again child of God, who has revelation knowledge and understands the power of God that is backing you up when you speak, you can exercise your authority and face the enemy fearlessly. Let's go back to the example of the light switch and the power that is available when you flip that switch. You know, you have confidence in knowing that there is power available when you flip the switch. It's the same principle for you as you use your power and authority. Flip the power switch on the devil by speaking the word of God to him. Let's keep going. As you listen to this, you probably understand power. However, you may be asking yourself, what is this authority? Well, authority is simply delegated power. Let me give you an example of delegated power. We have a road construction project with workers that are resurfacing a major road near our town. And this past week, I saw a policeman that was standing in the middle of the road stopping traffic, and he was giving directions with his hands. This man didn't have the physical power to stop vehicles if the drivers chose not to stop. However, he wasn't using his own strength to stop them. He was exercising the authority invested in him by the local government he's serving. People recognize his authority and they stop their cars. By this same example, there's authority vested in you by Jesus when you're born again. That's why I wanted to make sure that you were born again last week. 
In Ephesians 6.10 in the Amplified Bible, Paul told the church, In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Draw your strength from Him and be empowered through your union with Him and in the power of His boundless might. This verse means that you can step out in front of the devil, hold up your hand, use your God-given authority and power, and tell him not to come any closer. You can tell him to take his hands off your stuff. Another example I like to use of exercising your authority is this. When a dog comes on your property and you don't want him to be there, what do you do? Do you stomp your foot and yell something like, Get! Well, if you do that, what does that dog do? If you say it like you mean it, that dog is going to run away. This is what you have to do with the devil. Rise up with your boldness and exercise your authority by saying, Get Satan. Get your hands off my family, off my health, off my finances. Get your hands off my mind, off everything that belongs to me. It's not the loudness of your voice that makes Satan tremble. It's the authority in your voice when you speak to him and the power and authority of Jesus' name that backs you up when you speak. Are you facing an uncertain situation in your life today? Maybe it's cancer. You know, that's always a scary word in the natural realm, but it's a name that Jesus has already conquered for you. It may be allergies, cold symptoms, tumors. It may be high blood pressure, depression, financial strain, marriage challenges, issues with your children. You fill in the blank with the symptoms coming up against you or your family. I'm sure that you have prayed and you've asked Jesus to heal you, to deliver you, to fix your situation, and you believe he'll do it for others. But you may be struggling with the question of, will he really do it for me? Or you may have settled in your mind that he will do it for you, and you've stood your ground only to continue having symptoms in your body or the same circumstances linger in your life. I'd like to share a story with you that I believe will help you since it's helped me when I heard it. Before I share this dream with you that Brother Kenneth e. Hagen had that will help you get victory over your symptoms and your situations, I want you to know that if you have a dream and you don't know the meaning of it immediately when you wake up, just forget it. If you wake up and know what it means, then God is speaking to you through your dreams as he talks about in Joel 2:28, where he says, It shall come about after this that I shall pour out my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. Brother Hagen had been challenged with physical symptoms that he'd prayed and asked God to heal him of, and then he stood in faith, believing he was healed. In his dream, Brother Hagen and another preacher were walking on something similar to a big parade field with stands on both sides. As they were walking along talking, the man jumped and he shouted, Brother Hagen, look! And so Brother Hagen turned around and he saw two ferocious, roaring lions. The man with Brother Hagen started running, and then he started running. Brother Hagen stopped, and he told the man that they were too far away from the stands for them to reach safety, and there was no way for them to escape the lions. So Brother Hagen stopped, dead still. He turned around, 
and he went back to meet the lions. They came toward him with their fangs bared, roaring. He was trembling where he stood as he told them, I resist you in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, you can't hurt me. He just stood there. They ran right up to him like a couple of kittens. They sniffed around his ankles, and finally, they just frolicked off, paying no attention to him. The physical battle that Brother Hagin had been fighting for six weeks was won at the moment he turned and faced the lions head on. Because he stood his ground and he didn't give in to the symptoms, he said that the symptoms instantly disappeared and he was all right. Now, just on a side note here, you need to know that the devil's weakest moment is when you turn to face him. The Bible explains this very situation in 1 Peter 5, 8, and 9. The message translation says, Keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. Keep a firm grip on the faith. Ephesians 6.10 tells us that finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. You know, many people read this verse and they think that the Lord is telling them to be strong in and of themselves. But the scripture doesn't say anything about being strong in ourselves. It says to be strong in the Lord. How many times have you heard people say, I can't take it anymore. I don't care if I can make it or not. They want to quit. I'm here to tell you that you can make it. I'm here to tell you not to quit. Don't even think about giving up and not making it. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the power of His might, not your own might. You know, the Word tells us that when we are weak, He is strong. I want to encourage you to try one more time. It's okay to say, God, your word says that when I'm weak, you're strong. In my own strength, I'm weak right now, but you say I'm strong. So I'm going to rely on your strength and your power to help me overcome this situation. I just want to encourage you to make that faith confession right now. Say, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Did you feel something supernatural come into your mind and your body? Did you feel supernatural strength as you made that confession? Well, you know, 1 John 4, 4 says, My dear children, you come from God and belong to God. You have already won a big victory over those false teachers. For the spirit in you is far stronger than anything in the world. That's why I want to encourage you, don't quit. Don't give up. The spirit that's on the inside of you is stronger than anything the devil can throw at you. Like Brother Hagin, stand your ground. Turn and face the enemy and say, Satan, I resist you today. You know, the power that is in you is greater than anything that's in the world because it's the power that backs your authority, that it's that same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It's the Holy Spirit inside of you that gives you that power. And he wants you to know that the power on earth that's invested in the name of Jesus and that's obtained by him through his overcoming the enemy, that it belongs to you. It belongs to the church because we are the church. 
Start exercising that authority today because it belongs to you. You can reign in this life because Jesus has already paid the price for you to have victory. Now you may ask yourself, how do I reign like Jesus reigns? Well, the answer to this is because you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You are in Him, and He is seated at the right hand of Father God, which is the place of authority. The resurrection of Jesus Christ was so opposed by Satan and all his demons because Satan had power over death. But Jesus conquered it. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. In Revelations 1.18, in the New Living Translation, Jesus says, I am the living one. I died. But look, I am alive forever and ever, and I hold the keys to death and the grave. Keys belong to the one in authority. And when Jesus went to hell and he took the keys away from the devil and gave them to us, he took away the devil's authority and gave us that authority here on earth. After Jesus stripped Satan and his demons of all their powers and their authority, he made a show of them openly in three different places. And I'll get into that in just a minute. I'm getting ahead of myself. You know, he rose on the third day and then he ascended to heaven and he sat down at the right hand of Father God, far above Satan and all of his demons. This confirms the verse in Colossians 2.15 that says, He spoiled principalities and powers and made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in death, burial, and resurrection. After Jesus defeated Satan, he made a show of him for everyone to see in three worlds, in heaven, in hell, and on the earth. Then God gave us this account in his word so that we can know what really happened and that we could be reminded that we are seated with Jesus at the right hand of Father God, which again is the position of authority far above Satan. The source of our authority is found in the resurrection and God's exaltation of Jesus. Now we can understand as never before what Jesus meant in Matthew eighteen eighteen when he said, Truly, I tell you, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on earth must be what is already permitted in heaven. You have authority over situations in your life, so when you speak, you can know heaven will back you up on what you refuse to allow to come into your life, or what you do let come into your life. Let's take a minute and look at what happened and what is happening in your life. Have you allowed some things in your life because you've not exercised your authority to make them leave? Maybe you haven't done anything about this situation because you didn't know that you have power over Satan and what he brings to you. Maybe you're waiting on God to do something. Let me back up here just a minute. John 10.10 is the dividing line in the Bible. It says that the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy but that Jesus come to give us life and life more abundantly. So if you have something coming into your life that is bad, that comes from Satan. Good God, bad devil. God has done everything that he's going to do to help you overcome. He's given you his power. 
He's given you his authority. And now he's waiting on you to exercise your authority by speaking his word to that situation. He can't do anything until you use your authority. As God's children, he wants to bless us. He wants to give us the desires of our heart. He wants to give you the desire of your heart. But you know, many times we don't ask him to bless us or to help us. God is hindered in his plans for us because we, as his body, failed to cooperate with him by using our faith and appreciating the meaning of Jesus's exaltation and the fact that we're seated with him at the right hand of Father God. Matthew 28, 18 tells us, Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. As we finish this week's podcast, I'd like to remind you that before Jesus ascended to heaven, he transferred his authority to the church. That's you and me. Now he's the head of the church and we make up his body. Jesus's authority has to be continued and maintained through his body here on earth. We have to take the word of God and use it to enforce Satan's defeat in our lives. I've said this before. Jesus is seated in the place of authority at the right hand of Father God. And as a believer, we're seated with him. When you're born again, you die with Christ and you're raised with him. This is not something God is going to do in the future. He's already done it for us. Well, I invite you to join me again next week as I continue discussing the power and authority that we have as a child of God. If you would like more information about your authority, I invite you to visit my website, luciaclayborn.com. Say this with me. Every day, in every way, my life is better and better. Remember, God's not mad at you. He's mad about you. And He wants you to walk in victory every day of your life, in every area of your life.